0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. We're going to launch into uh, the first week, week one of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Thanks, Gary. Um, yeah, don't give away all my slides just yet. Um, so the version Bible app is there. I'm going to be in Matthew 11 a little bit today as well as a couple of other spots briefly. But Matthew 11 might be one that you want to have open and ready. Uh, So hopefully, and I'd encourage you as you were going through this, to really be uh, examining uh, and asking God what he's saying to us, uh, exploring the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us. I don't imagine the next eight, let me set it up really well for you, I don't imagine the next eight weeks will be very easy for some of us. Come anyway. Come anyway. I'm going to put it right on the table. This is going to be fairly difficult teaching. It's going to be fairly confronting teaching for a lot of us, Um, but... I think it's important. And we've, we've chosen this time, we set this time aside for this lesson, for this teaching, for uh, this ministry over the next eight weeks to reset and refresh us as the body of Christ. It would be really easy. Believe me, believe me. It would have been so much easier just to come back and as we start to come back and everyone's starting to find their energy again, whatever that looks like, um, and we'll say, we'll just keep it the same. But as we went through the last couple of years, there was just a growing spirit in me as a person appointed to cast vision with the elders and with our team to say, we need to look at something a little bit differently. We need a reset, we need a refresh, we need a renew in the way that we do some of our discipleship ministry. This is why we're doing this. I'm sure you're all inspired now, aren't you? You can't wait. All right. Let's crack in. In 2015, there was a movie, animation movie, that Disney Pixar released. How many people have seen this? Huh. If you have not seen it, even if you think you're too old for animation movies, this is a ripper. Um, you will not be disappointed. Um, look, I don't mind admitting that I might have cried a little bit, Um or there's water spilt over my face at different stages, I'm not sure. But uh, this, this is an absolute ripper of a movie. It tells the story of a young girl, teenage girl called Riley, who was wrestling with her emotions as a family moved cities. Everything that she knew, all her friendships, all her school life, everything that she understood about her neighbourhood was in upheaval. Nothing stayed the same. There's a whole lot of understanding. And so we're introduced to uh, the emotions that live, they had it inside our head, I suppose. Uh, But we have joy, uh, we had fear, uh, we have anger, we have sadness. And this is, I, I, I assume this is because it was a teenager, but this is disgust. Now, and as I've thought about this, I think disgust probably becomes judgmentalism in adults. We become judgmental. So this story, this movie, is about a young girl uh, trying to um, work out her emotions and these emotions expressing themselves, but these emotions somehow at different points thinking that this one emotion should be the most important emotion, but other emotions feeling left out or cut off or ignored and rejected. And so it's this whole story of how the emotions inform how Riley responds to what's happening in a world, and how what's happening in a world inform, and our emotions can quickly change or be in upheaval. So, how do we handle this as the emotions uh, discover the wonder and beauty of all being valuable expressions of who Riley is, of who Riley is. We've done a lot of work over the last few years of asking and having the are you okay day. More recently there's been a lot more work saying if you ask someone are you okay and then they say well actually no. And we've kind of got this oh, what do I say now? (laughs) So there's been a lot more work done. Well, if someone says, actually, no, I'm not okay, here's some hints for you to ask. You know, it's not easy what you're going through. Would you like someone to talk about it? How can I help you in this way? Uh, Let's tough, let's keep talking. I'm listening. We don't have to give answers, but at being able to find ways in which we can express our emotions and being okay, I think the latest catchphrase is, it's okay not to be okay. Our emotions are natural responses of our personality, of our humanity, of our way of life, and yet we can so often be disconnected, unaware, or afraid of expressing them. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. If I asked you, and we took a survey, how many emotions or what emotions do you think you could name? Most of us would say happy, sad, angry. Would we be able to say any more? Most of you, probably you've given some thought. Brene Brown, who is a, an author, uh, speaker, research um, researcher with uh, an organisation, has written numerous books on the, the power of vulnerability. Um, incredible thinking, incredible writing. She's been researching the nature of vulnerability and the struggle of vulnerability, but the power of vulnerability and openness and transparency in workplaces, um, in community organisations. And she's more recently written this book that uh, is the next step in her research over the last 20 years called The Atlas of the Heart. And Brene Brown with a research team, they've... They, you know, and this won't be complete, I don't think, but she argues that most of us would say we'd probably be able to name four to half a dozen different emotions. And then Brene Brown goes to unpack the atlas of the heart by saying we experience at least 80 different emotions. Now, some of them are in the same bracket. You might be able to say disgust and being judgmental are kind of in the same family of emotions. So some of them are in the similar buckets, but it breaks them down to about 80 different emotions. Is it any wonder we can be so confused at times? But if our emotions are there, if we are made in the image of God, why do we have so many immature Christians? Why do we have so many people as followers of Jesus who aren't experiencing the love, the joy, the hope, the peace that comes with being made alive in Christ as we come out of the depths of the water and participate in the resurrection? And I'm not... Um, And why do we have so many people who struggle with our emotions and when our emotions come, we don't go back to Jesus? It's a very simplified question, I understand that. And it's a question without judgment because I know I have my own struggles, had my own challenges with mental health, continue to have at different times, depends on the day, depends on the circumstances, depends on the compounding nature of those circumstances. Sometimes one thing after another, after another, after another, wears a little bit thin, doesn't it? And it's often because we haven't uh, expressed it early on in a healthy way. It gets to that one last thing and we explode somewhere where we feel really safe. And it might be in our homes, in our relationships with our children. But what might it look like to recognise that something is wrong so that we might discover the healing and new life promised in Jesus? Jesus. What might it look like to be able to experience our emotions in a healthy way, all the good and the bad ones, so that Jesus continues to do his work in us? And we don't have to avoid them or hide them, because on the one hand, if we say that God knows us, and on the other hand, we try and hide from him. Has anyone been able to figure that out? And we do that by hiding from one another, incidentally. I no, I couldn't possibly tell you that because then you might not accept me. I couldn't possibly say that because then people would know what's really going on. I couldn't possibly say that because then maybe they wouldn't love me. What would they think of me? Have you ever asked those questions? Have you ever wrestled with those questions? Have you ever heard those questions? I've heard those questions in friendships, I've heard those questions in life groups, I've heard those questions in ministries, I've heard those questions in families. Husbands and wives, parents and children. We're made in the image of God, but could I? Should I? Am I able to? Pete Scazzaro, the author of the Emotionally Healthy uh, series, writes, Emotional health and spiritual maturity cannot be separated. It is not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. When we ignore the emotional component of our lives, we move through the motions of Christian disciplines, activities and behaviours, but deeply rooted behavioural patterns from our pasts continue to hinder us from an authentic life of maturity in Christ. It's a pretty powerful statement. And for those doing the... Um, the work over the next eight weeks. We'll hear more from Pete Scazzaro. But then Pete Scazzaro goes further. Why do so many Christians make lousy human beings? Why are there so many people in our community who can point to other people of faith and say that's why I can't believe in God because of finances because of behaviour because of words because of actions now there's a point where they've got to reconcile that with God there's no doubt about that we can't continue to blame other people mm. can't find a mouth either now you might be connecting here for the first time, you might be watching online for the first time, or for you know, you're still new to faith, you're still exploring who Jesus is. You might be a committed follower of Jesus here. I really want to invite us to pay attention, as I do every week. I would actually challenge, I don't, whatever you've got on for the next eight weeks, make this a priority. And if you're not going to be here, watch the teaching sometime during the week. And we might be wondering whether we're new or exploring who this Jesus is and what it means to be a part of the church or whether we're established people of faith. We might be wondering how our emotions affect our relationship with Jesus. Well, we're going to spend the next eight weeks exploring that. Because remember, it's not just about how they affect our relationship with Jesus. But if we're in relationship with Jesus and I say that I love Jesus... we've got to somehow express that to one another well, don't we? And if I was to say, yeah, my relationship with Jesus is great, okay, that might be right. What does that look like, therefore, in relationship with other people? So we're unpacking what it means to know that we are loved, by God, the one who has created us in his image so that we can truly love ourselves and others as Christ has loved us. See, on the surface level, now, before I go, <laughs> no, I'm going to. You've, I'm going to. This is not a real iceberg. The scientists amongst us will be going, oh, that wouldn't work because it would tip over. All right, you know, icebergs apparently don't have a snow cone image because they wouldn't float. Um, The bottom would tip up and I I don't know how they work, all right? I know this is not a scientifically accurate picture, but what we do understand about icebergs is that you only see the top 10 to 15% on top of the surface. The rest of the iceberg, guess where that is? Underneath the surface. So, you're with me, aren't you? please don't, I don't want to talk to you about the science of it, okay? I'm happy to talk to you about the spirituality of it. I'm not going to talk to you about the science of it. Um, on the surface level, we all say, I oh, follow Jesus. I have faith. Everything is okay. At a deeper level, we feel rejected as a child and we haven't experienced that healing of Jesus that says, I love you and accepted you. At a deeper level, we're hurt by by past relationships, and we find it difficult to trust people in the future. We struggle at a deeper level. We struggle to enter into difficult conversations or conflict because we're afraid of not being liked. We blow up, we or we get loud to be heard, while others withdraw. We're constantly working in our lives to get ahead and provide and all we feel, even as Christians living this abundant life apparently, is tired and worn out, exhausted and overwhelmed. As I've said before, remember in March 2019 when we all said, oh, I locked in, I'll be able to rest. Do you remember that? Some of you rested, some of you just went, oh, life is normal for me. Who feels Rested. I haven't met too many people who have felt rested. If you're one of the few, congratulations. But with all the lockdowns and all the emotions that we've gone through, I haven't met too many people who actually feel rested as a result of the last couple of years. And what I'm actually more concerned about at the moment is that we're making this time and we're filling up our time really quickly. Oh, beauty, I can do this again. I can do this again. Oh, actually, no, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to withdraw into myself. And these things here, this is what I will do because it suits me. And it means I can travel again. It means I can do all these things. And we've actually started leaving God out of the conversation again really quickly. Remember the conversation about, oh, God's really doing a work in us and reminding us of what's important? Oh, actually, that's a lifetime thing, ladies and gentlemen. So we're constantly working, we have a job, we have a nice house, we have a steady income, we attend a Sunday service, we might even serve, we volunteer, we give to charity, we read our Bibles, we participate in group in life groups for the last 20 years but we've never really shared what's happening in us because we're afraid of what people might really see and all we spend our lives doing is pretending. And it's when it gets uncomfortable, we find reasons to walk away. Children, and and the movie Inside Out highlights it sometimes, but children and teenagers aren't able to articulate what's happening for them. And the sadness is that we grow into adults that aren't able to articulate what's happening for us. We grow into adults who, if we're challenged, we're not able to respond to that challenge. We grow into adults who become defensive and angry and blaming And live in our wounds rather than walking in the life made new with Christ. It's why so many marriages struggle to communicate or relationships between parents and children break down. Why work environments are so hostile and volatile because we don't know how to respond and communicate through and with our emotions. And here's, here's the final kicker in all this. It's not even a male-female thing. You know, some would say, oh, females are better than expressing their emotions than males. There might be some truth to that, but my goodness. Ladies, you are not immune from being unable to express your emotions. Are we? Are you? It's a struggle, and I say that because it's a struggle of humanity. It's a human struggle. (laughs) It's not a gender struggle, it's a human struggle. It's just expressed differently. John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, speaking to Nicodemus, a religious leader, someone who'd grown up in the church, (laughs) no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again in Christ. Paul writes to the Corinthian church in chapter five. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. The old has been rubbed out a little bit. I call this, we read this scripture, but we've got a fishing line of theology around to this. In that we all believe, those of us who've been in the church for any period of time have heard the story. We all believe in the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And so we seek to participate in the resurrection, live and go in all the activities of the resurrection. But there's a fishing line tied to our ankle so that no one else can see, but we know that it's there. And as soon as it tugs, we get strung straight back into the tomb. Now, there are things that have to die in us. And there are things that come up again that are reminders that we need to die to ourselves so that we're raised to life in Christ, so that we are reminded that we are new creations. But they are not things that should sling us back into the tomb. Christ has the victory. When we feel that tug to go back into the tomb, we've got an opportunity to proclaim something of what we have participated in. We've got the opportunity, again, to be reminded of the work that Christ has done and to keep going, even though it might be difficult, especially when it's difficult. And we use spiritual language, we become, sorry, we become accustomed to dealing with the surface things, We become accustomed to pretending and we use a spiritual language of worship, following Jesus, being good Christians, our quiet times. We might even create additional protective layers against becoming emotionally mature. All of that language, all that we might do. If I'm a new creation, then all is good. All while we're feeling like we miss out on this full abundant life that Jesus has promised. Being made new creations, friends, requires a willingness to recognise the old things, the hurts, the pains, the patterns, the thoughts and behaviours that are not of God or to bring them into God for his healing in order for the old things to pass away so that we might be made new creations. While I find them confronting, I love the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 11. Now, I'm going to read them both, that's why, so I've been given permission to have this much text on the screen. Um, In Matthew chapter 11, this is the NIV on the left and the message on the right. You might hear different things that will be helpful to you. So Matthew chapter 11, the NIV, at that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. Ladies and gentlemen, following Jesus and allowing him to minister to us is not a complicated business. It's hard. It's not complicated. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And on the right hand side, <laughs> abruptly says the message, Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, you've concealed your ways from sophisticates and know it alls. I love that. It gives me so much hope. But spell them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion, just doing the appearance sake for the appearance? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. You hear that? Rest doesn't mean we just sit around not participating in work or life. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. you might be sitting here and you're saying rest (laughs) what's that walking with Jesus what's that working with Jesus what's that living freely and lightly what's that learning his unforced rhythms of grace (laughs) come on and that's why we're doing this series right here when I, when i this is the constant cry that i keep hearing in so many conversations rest i've got so many things to do yeah 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 i understand believe me i understand the task list is always there rest in jesus come on yep it's the most beautiful gift and it allows us and releases us to do the things and walk with jesus that allows us to work and live and breathe and function in our community, community from a greater and greater depth and a uh, deeper love and perspe- deeper perspective on love. So the indicators that something is out of whack, the indicators that we are um, emotionally or have an emotionally unhealthy spirituality, Peter Scazzaro lists 10 different things. We use God to run from God. Oh, I know what God wants me to do. I felt the call of God for me to do this, but no, I couldn't do this. All of us have experienced Jonah's life at one stage or another. I know this is what God wants me to do. I'm not ready to do it. We ignore our anger, our sadness, and our fear. We died to the wrong things. We died to the wrong things. And these are all things that Pete Scazzaro unpacks in his book and throughout the The work that will be happening in the... um, Incidentally, 90 people have signed up. Well done. Congratulations. I'm really excited about that. I'm sure you are now too. This will be be transforming for us. Dying to the wrong things. Denying impact of the past on the present. We just get on with it. And yeah, there's some things we, you know, we've got to recognise our past. But the past, if we haven't dealt with it and been healed from it and found some healing from it, it will spread an infection on every other relationship that we have. Would you rather walk with an open wound or with a scar? We divide the life into secular and sacred, and so we hold that this is the sec- this is a sacred space. I go to work; that's secular. Ra ra I can do what I want, live how I want, use my money how I want. Actually, all of life is sacred. All of life is sacred. We do for God instead of being with God. Our doing comes out of, and this is the, what does it look like to be with God so that we do with God and out of being with him. We spiritualize away conflict. Oh, well, I've just got to love my brother and sister. And there might be times where we do have to love them and serve them in love. But there's plenty of times, I'm sure you've heard the conversations where, oh, no, it's just easy to say Nothing. We're all meant to be loving. We cover over our brokenness, our weakness, and our failure rather than openly expressing them. We live without limits, and so we just keep going and going and going and going. And we judge other people's spiritual journey. None of that is very healthy. And these are the unnecessary yokes that we carry. The burden of past, the burden of pain or disappointment or circumstance or relationships. See, anyone hearing Jesus understood the promise and the purpose of the yoke. It's handcrafted by wood to perfectly fit the neck and the shoulders of the oxen in such a way that it prevents chafing or cutting. And I've also heard that they were used as a training tool. So if you had a young oxen, the young oxen would, on its own would, would pull and want to kick and just go its own way and wouldn't do the direction. It would be hard for the, uh, the driver, I suppose, to manage that young oxen. But if you put a young oxen in with a more mature, older oxen, the older oxen is strong enough to just keep going in the walk. And the young one soon learns that if I just rest with the older oxen, walk in the rhythm of the older oxen, this thing on my shoulders doesn't hurt, doesn't cut against me. And sadly, so many people feel the burden of our walking with Jesus, the expectation of the religion rather than the joy of the relationship. Peter Scazzaro writes it this way, I have crafted a life for you, a yoke to wear that perfectly fits Who you are, it is light and easy. I promise. Wouldn't you like to know that experience? I would. Jesus says it like this. In John chapter 15, remain in me. Some translations will say abide in me. As I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit, do the work, live the life that you are made to live, unless you remain or abide in me. Hear that again? Abiding, resting, remaining in that work and fruitfulness comes out of abiding with the remaining in if you remain in me and I in you you will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing if you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Are you feeling withered? Are you feeling broken despite your best efforts? Our hope and our desire over the coming weeks is that we would learn in fresh ways what it is to abide, to remain and walk with Jesus. Our teaching each Sunday will give an introductory framework inviting us to explore, consider and respond to the whisper of the Spirit. What are the things in us that are not of God? And the midweek work will explore the various characters in Scripture that highlight the challenges and the opportunities. And let me say this, it's not the coursework that does the healing. It's not the coursework that saves us. It's Jesus that does it but we're creating an environment and an expectation of meeting with Jesus on a regular basis in a safe environment where we can learn and grow and mature as followers of Jesus. This is designed to reveal and invite us to hear from God. I love you. I am for you. I have life for you. As I've said, the eight weeks won't be very easy. We might even feel like it's painful at times, but I encourage us to persevere. When you're tired and you can't be bothered, if you've signed up to be a part of the conversations on Sunday afternoon or Tuesday nights, they're the moments that you need to muscle through. They're the moments where you might need to be a little bit brutish about it and say, actually, this might be a work of the enemy that's saying to me, oh, just you know, make an excuse. Might be the same thing on Sunday morning, you know, your weeks are full. They might be the moments where we've actually got to muscle through a bit and say, you know what, I've got to be in. And you know me, like you've heard me say this enough, I'm not saying Sundays is the all and be all of, our, of who we are and what we do. I mean, if it is, we are failing dismally. We want to be transforming our community and the life that we live But I wonder if our witness is feeling a little bit dry and frayed at the edges at the moment. We might need to make a different decision to be planted in the refreshing waters of Christ, in the community of Christ that refreshes and restores that we commit to creating that kind of environment. I'm praying for revelation and healing. I'm praying for repentance and surrender. So that as we throw off the old order of things, we discover the blessing, the promise and hope of resting, abiding, walking and working with Jesus. I invite you again to join us this afternoon at 4 p.m. for prayer. Um, Whether you're a part of the course this afternoon or not, come along and be a part of the prayer with us. I'm in the prayer room at 8.15 most Sundays praying for you, praying for our community. Praying for this time together. Praying for healing and revelation and restoration. Praying for people to encounter the living God. To have a personal relationship so that we might be transformed into his likeness. I just want to invite us in this time. I just want to stop and I want to give us one or two minutes just to pause, to be still And ask God what he might be saying to you personally in this moment. What is the one thing that you've heard today that you need to chew on a bit more? Just for a C, you might want to open your hands. You might want to be on your knees. You might want to even just lay flat out on the floor. Just one or two minutes just to sit quietly in the stillness of God's presence. I want to invite you to stand with me. And again, the invitation is there. If there's something that's spoken to your heart, your mind and spirit today and you want to respond and declare Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour and you want to go through the waters of baptism, then we can make that happen today. We would love to make that happen today for you and with you. We want to create that opportunity and you can feel free to come and speak with me uh, or anyone that you trust, one of our elders, a ministry team member, um, as the final song is being played, as we participate in the final song. I'm going to I'm actually going to do something I haven't done before, but or for a while, and I'm going to say a prayer, and you might want to have your hands open. And I want to invite you. I'm going to say it one line at a time, and I don't want to invite you to repeat it after me, just as a commitment, just an invitation. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to say it a sentence at a time, and invite you to respond with the same sentence. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Thank you that I stand before you. In the righteousness of Jesus. In his perfect record and performance. Not my own. I ask that you would not simply heal the symptoms of what is not right in my life. But that you would surgically remove... All that is in me that does not belong to you. As I think about what I have heard, what I will hear and read, Lord, pour light over the things that are hidden. May I see clearly as you hold me tenderly. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for the work that you are doing even in this moment. It's an uncomfortable prayer. It's an uncomfortable environment. It's an uncomfortable topic. But we know that you're leading us. We want to trust that you're leading us. And I pray for every single person here now, that the ministry of your spirit would be at work. That we would trust you. That we would call out, cry out to you and know you, Father. Encounter you. That even right now, Father, that your spirit would be healing heart, minds, bodies and spirits. Relationships giving us new perspectives. Helping us to see in light those things that have been in the darkness. Father, that you would bring those things into your light. As a place of warmth. As a place of comfort. As a place of hope that we might be a people who continue to come fully alive in the abundance of life that you have promised and called us to be as people who are raised in new life, as new creations with Jesus. In your name, amen.